Welcome to the Cosmic Brew Show. I said, yeah, I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Cos? Oh, man. Just living this uh, NBA uh, life. Are you, are you living a, a semi-charmed kind of life? I'm loving it, man. I'm, 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 teams are, uh, you know, packaging uh, people up and sending thousands of picks around the world. And it's just uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it does make for great fodder. Um, yeah, no, I, I was looking at, we're going to talk about this Thunder and uh, Rockets trade, and I, I was looking at those picks again, and it, it's just amazing what happened this summer in the NBA, uh, the, the size and the enormity of these deals. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, I was also talking to you about the coffee that I haven't drank yet today. Um and uh, thank you to Hawaiian Isles. I actually was not on the phone doing an email with Glenn over there. And word on the street is we're all do more coffee cause. Thank God. I know. I need it. Buy my, I had to buy my own lately. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, Dude, I, got, I got massive bills as is. I can't be buying my own coffee. Yeah, so we got coffee, and then um, I, I wanted to get a little nostalgic here, cause because I've moved down into the garage for my home office. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and cause you remember doing a couple shows in the garage. Oh my goodness, this is bringing a tear to my eye. It, it was hot in that garage, man. <laughs> was, yeah, get up there in the summer, like uh, when we did that that those first round of. Uh, well, the first well, shows the we set- ever did ever. Yeah, I guess that second year when we were doing our summer stuff got to be well we <laughs> me, got to be a little unbearable. <laughs> we, we 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 also did some crazy things uh <laughs> when you when you look back. We did a breakdown for every team in the NBA. Um and we're going to do something kind of similar here maybe over the summer, um but not nearly as crazy. But We did that in a, in a in a what like a 36 hour period or something like that yeah there were teams when we would review them where i would look over and cause would be sleeping (laughs) (laughs) well i'm talking thanks cause no it was uh but it was so hot i mean hot we were just dripping and and anyway cause we got insulation for the garage it is Ooh. it is fantastic, man. If you if you work in your garage out there in podcast land, you might not think this is a big deal, but call somebody, pay them to come out and do it, so it's not a big deal, so you don't have to figure it out yourself. I, I probably paid way too much. I want to say what I paid, uh, but man, it makes a huge difference. It's like a ten to fifteen degree difference, so uh, you wouldn't even recognize the place. It, it, it's it's cool, and and. Uh, I, I'm I'm just excited to be here, waking up, drinking coffee, doing this show with you, and and really, this trade with the, the Thunder and the Rockets, you know, as I look at it, I I just I'm, I'm in awe that the Rockets paid so much to get rid of Chris Paul. This is. i mean like not that i agree with how the rockets uh run their organization but man i mean that's a uh that's a little bit telling i mean (laughs) for people that say he's uh one of the great winners and leaders of our uh of this sport that's uh i don't know that too many um great leaders have been (laughs) Uh, shopped out like that so well i mean of course and we can all point to the chris paul contract which you know now that he's in oklahoma city it's been a couple weeks it's been about two weeks nobody yeah. wants him you know and yeah. and now he's gonna have to play this year and be good and probably play a, a lot of games too you know yeah and and they and in oklahoma city they don't really have a lot to play for this upcoming season i i mean yeah they might have some players still but you know, I, you know, I I think that though they have to, I, I feel like they have to put together, kind of like a, I don't think they're good enough to to make the playoffs, but I think they have to put together somewhat of a Clipper like season mm-hmm. to kind of to kind of reestablish that 
listen, we're a good organization. We got, you know, role players here that um, that play hard. And, you know, if we make a trade for a good player, you know, look, we got things rolling and you're you're going to want to be a part of this, you know, because um, I, I can't imagine between this and the Paul George picks. I mean, they're going to have like four million picks in the next like five years, plus yeah. their own picks. So I can't, I can't imagine that they, we, they want a roster of 15 like guys in there. They're going to have they're going to have 10 guys under uh, under 21 years old on their roster. It's yeah, it's too many picks. And, and so that in its own is going to be extremely interesting. Like what is um, I mean, what's the play there? You're you're you have to consolidate this into a high end first round draft pick. You know, like yeah. all these all these picks that you have, you have to like convert them into ones and twos and threes and right. really work that angle. So then, you know, the rest of the league is obviously going to know that. And, and in this sort of weird game theory that the NBA sits within, like when the, the other 29 teams know you need something, they kind of yeah. all pull back a little bit unless you can get them pitted against each other, which probably will happen. Um yeah, because you, you're you're right about that because they they have done very well. I mean, Presti's done well drafting high. You know, I mean, you talk, you know Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Ibaka. He's done well drafting high. Hasn't done so well in uh, you know late mid and late round uh, drafting. Had some uh, guys that you know fizzled out and never really made it. So they definitely want to get up there. You know get up there high in the, in one of these drafts, if they, if they could, um, you know, identify a, a guy that's going to be a game changer. Cause they do have, you know, a, a very good young player in Shea Gilders, Alexander. So um, that's gotta be the play and try to make them fall in love with the organization and uh, Oklahoma city. Um, yeah. Much like, much, much like they, much like they did for much like they did with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's like its own thing, and maybe we'll spend some time on that. Is like, what did the Thunder learn about screwing up that team? Like, yeah. I mean, Presti first. I mean, I'm I'm almost actually like I think I might have forgiven him, which is a funny concept in its own. I think I might have forgiven Sam Presti for trading away James Harden so he could keep Kendrick Perkins. Nah, I, I think I have, man. That uh, that hole. Yeah. I don't have the hole. From the the Paul George deal in front of me, I think it's just like eleven billion first round picks, and yeah. you know, <laughs> Magic Johnson's first grandchild or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be um, just like a lot. I mean, it's so huge, um, and they got Shy Gilgis Alexander. That is. I mean, so it's it's a huge haul for the Thunder, and so. Um, but what did they learn? through that process. We'll talk about that maybe in a little bit. Um, you know what's really funny about this whole, um, about them getting Shea Gilders Alexander? He's exactly the kind of player that they've needed for Russell Westbrook all this time. <laughs> like, all that they, they've truly needed a big point guard who could guard twos and threes and can play point guard and let Russell Westbrook be the two. That's what they've needed his entire career. And when they finally get him, he's got to go. <laughs> I, I love how delighted you are by that. It's, you know, I guess it's we'll, truly like, like he's the, like if there was a guy that he's the one guy in the league that I'd be like, God, he'd be a perfect fit for Russell Westbrook. And see you later. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's do this. Now, Russell Westbrook's in Houston. And first of all, that's just hilarious. Right. I mean, yeah. Come on. Like when that when that broke, that was kind of like I think the moment, you know, when you've kind of like you you're you're at like I don't know, Disneyland or something and you're about to ride the rides and you ride uh, what is it? Space Mountain. You know, uh -huh. and and you're like, "Okay, that's it. I'm done." Like there's nothing else I can do at this theme park that matters. <laughs> that at the end of this free agency was that. It's like oh. holy moly, half the league switched hands. I'll tell you, from a fantasy basketball standpoint, I am licking my chops. Like last year, we called it a public season. I had a boss that used to call stupid people public. So like, I kind of have like this thing. <laughs> stupid publics, man. I don't know. That's a terrible impression of my old boss. 
Um, <laughs> but the uh, it was a public season because there was not that many like there wasn't player movement, there wasn't like that many complicated situations. Now we got this like oh we're just gonna clean up anyway. Um, <laughs> Houston with freaking Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Like I I I know there's been a lot of people broken down like. How can they play together? You know, how will this work? And, you know, I'm sure it'll take some sort of form of tr- uh, take turns offense to some degree. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of two players that match kind of as poorly, you know, the way they're currently constructed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the way they've been deployed in the recent years. The way they've been deployed in the recent years. I think the challenge for D'Antoni is in this take turn offense is he's got to convince them to be just more active. I mean, they, they, it's not as much for Russell as it is for Harden, but, 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 but for Russell too, I mean, they, in the half court, they move so slow. I mean, when you have no player movement and the guy's dribbling for 15 seconds before any action starts, I mean, you're, the defense is getting such a win. They're already just looking at one guy. So their help defense is set perfectly. But then, like, they're resting. Like, you, you're not testing anybody right now. If they had a very hard offensive possession and a hard defensive possession for that, they come back and now they're just chilling, catching their breath, watching guys. So I think he needs to show a little bit more, maybe show how the offense can work. You know, I mean, neither of those guys are Steve Nash because they don't, they're not, you know, capable, I think, of going multiple possessions, thinking pass first. But just the activity that that offense had was just way better. And it would really help their, I think, efficiency in offense if they can get the defense a little bit tired. Well, okay, so the way that this rolled with Houston last year is they really morphed, and I mean, like, historically almost, like uh, James Harden going back to fantasy leagues, he almost was twice as valuable as the second best player in fantasy basketball from, from a statistical production standpoint. And so that offense looked like they would pass to James and he, I mean, literally just would slow down and start operating at 10 seconds. One of the slowest paces that there was. And um, on possessions, he didn't have the ball. We saw this a lot in the playoffs. He barely crosses the half court line. Oh, my gosh. And He's- what? so, like, I can only imagine. And some of that was because they didn't have other threats, right? Like, you know, the, 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 the defender would come up with him. All the way yeah. up to half court. And I don't know that that will happen with Russell Westbrook also on the floor. Totally. Um, but either way, I, I could see Harden still doing that. Yeah, I mean, like, just think, like, no one, like, people don't talk about, like, he's gotten a great pass. You know, they talk about, you know, um, that he needs to play this way, you know, when he has the ball. But when he doesn't have the ball, like, that is, you're hanging your teammates out to dry. Like, that is being such a horrible teammate that you can't be bothered to cut or set a screen or do anything when all everyone else does is acquiesce to whatever you decide to do all the time. You can't be bothered to do some dummy action and run down to the corner or do anything. I mean, it's really – and I think it it really – kind of blew up in that, you know, that last eight minutes of that game uh, five against the Warriors where just like, like, I just thought to myself, what a cowardly bum this guy is. Like, he literally just doesn't care about anything other than himself. And that, so so when we go back to the value that Houston got in this trade, or probably that, that OKC got in this trade, we're talking a 2024 first round pick with light protections, just one through four. 26 uh-huh. or 2026 first round pick one through four they get pick swaps in 2021 and in 2025 and with the way houston's kind of like doing stuff i mean who knows what's left of their team by then yeah. uh, so like you had to give chris paul 
away. By the way, Russell Westbrook's contract is ass. <laughs> it's like, you know. You, How so? What, what are the numbers on this thing? It's a lot. He's got, he's got yeah, he's got uh, 38 coming this year, 41, 44, and 47. Yeah, that's ass. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> well, the, th- the thing with him that I've always, I'll uh, defer to you here in a second. It, the thing with his game that I've always worried about, I've written about this extensively, is it's all predicated on athleticism. Yes. And the minute that the knee started hitting the radar, yes, it was pretty much, I started fading him every year. And yeah. that, it all played out. And now we're there. So yeah. what is it going to, what's going to be? And you, and when you have like, you know, it's one thing, okay. You know, he hasn't gotten any better at shooting. And so you're going to be paying 47 million possibly to a guy that's had like maybe some significant um, surgeries. Cause I mean, you, people usually don't have the, the free throw line stuff really bothered me Oh, last year. Oh. The guy is shooting. 80% for his career, and he drops to, what, 65 or 64? But, but you know what? I, mean, I, that- can, I can relate to that. When my ankles started going, I was a pretty good free throw shooter. And, and, and of course, I'm yeah. a totally good comparison here to an NBA athlete. Sure. Um, but, no, like, the minute that, like, I lost that push in that left ankle, like, I couldn't shoot anymore. Yeah. It, and so, I, I mean. And did you also notice that he missed a lot of layups that he never missed before? I'm telling you, the minute that my ankles went, I like couldn't make shots anymore. Like it was, it was really freaking frustrating to be honest. Because you have a certain thing you can rely on, and then it, all of a sudden it's gone because the rhythm's not there. Right. And so I, I, I mean, it's very, it's a very concerning contract, and I don't know. They they literally are might be in the same situation they are with Chris Paul. <laughs> but that's the thing. Then that's that's two years. like they. It's like they they stole from Peter to pay Paul. Like if they don't put, I mean, yeah, but they, they stole a lot. You know, OKC stole <laughs> everything. <laughs> they took Peter. They took, they took Magic Johnson's money, and then they went and they took freaking Dork Elvis's money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a. Uh, it's, it's going to be tough. So, I mean, to me, they're kind of in the – I feel like a lot of these teams that are making these moves, they don't realize – it's like they have no understanding of history. Your window – like their, their window might already be closed. If it's slightly open right now, they need to do so, – because I don't see this – this is a championship roster. So, I don't know, I don't know what they can do. I mean, they're so inflexible. Well, you know what's the here's the the thing that kind of like bring it home is you know you're talking about last playoffs game five and I mean I was tweeting about it as it was happening it looked like there were two different teams on the floor there was the James Harden team all by himself and then everybody yeah. else everybody else wanted to run because yeah. they knew that they had to yeah and so now you fast forward to this off season and you know there's a lot of talk that James Harden basically drove this move and there was talk obviously about James Harden and Chris Paul not getting along. And that one was really easy to see. Chris Paul practically was shoving his arms like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And only to have, you know, Harden sit back and the the stuff not getting across half court in the playoffs. Yeah. That's crazy. It's un. I mean, mean, it's unheard of. Right. I, I, and so Clearly, I think James Harden was pouting on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And so was, Harden's also, like, "I'm sorry." No, go ahead. Yeah, and there was also those reports that like there were times when Harden was out and Chris Paul, you know, was in, and then like they they missed a couple of shots, and he'd want to get a. Uh, D'Antoni would want to get Harden back in, and Chris Paul was like on the floor, telling at him, "No, I'm good for a while." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who does that? Who does that? Chris Paul that- is is his own. <laughs> but, but like that's how bad things are. That I mean, that's something that I'm surprised it didn't get picked up. You know, like that's just crazy. And of course, the Rockets deny it. 
But, you know, it makes, I mean, I, I totally well, see. And when you look at this deal, though, the question is who made the deal? Was it James Harden's camp telling them to make the deal? Because that's the trend in today's NBA is the you know, star players. Harden definitely qualifies. Mm-hmm. They say through their intermediaries, this is what we want. You know, otherwise we want out. And, yeah. you know, so you give up two first round picks way down the road which yeah. have a great chance of being good. Yeah. And you get, I mean, the pick swaps are crippling. I mean, at least the, the 2025 pick swap is protected within one to 20. So that's, that's okay. But the 2021 man, it's only got a top four protection and the thunder can swap either the Clippers or the heat pick. And I mean, those probably aren't that great, but I mean, I think they are within the two-year band of the Kawhi deal. So, I mean, the Clippers yeah. one probably is not great, but the Heat one, I mean, I can see that one falling apart, you know, or sure. the, the Heat season. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're just injuries and stuff. But, like, so it's a lot. And now you've, um, you know, you, you've, you've created this sort of last gasp of, of, of maybe we can do this. And that's when I saw the deal. That's how I viewed it. I said, you know, I didn't think much of Houston anyway. And yeah. so now you just added what Russell Westbrook and okay, you gave yourself, you made yourselves interesting to me, yeah. you know? And, and so now looking at their roster and just sort of like, how is this actually going to look on the court? Like, do you think that they, I mean, I would, if I'm, if I'm putting on the coaching hat, I'm, I'm trying to think like, all right, maybe if we up the tempo, that might naturally distribute the ball a little bit. Um, that, that's that's a, um, that's the only shred of hope, right? And I think Russell's more inclined to, well, depending on his knee. I mean, certainly more inclined than James Harden. He's much more inclined to, to push. So I think he's not going to take a lot of convincing as opposed to um, James. But... Um, that's the only way because these guys, they just don't, they don't see the floor very well. They don't have a real feel for what everyone's doing. Like James Harden's really good at controlling tempo, but he doesn't really have a good feel for like the flow of the game. He has a good, he can control tempo at the pace that he wants it to make himself successful. But he doesn't really understand like, Oh gosh, we're up uh, thirteen. They're really tired. We can push this thing to eighteen if if I just I got uh, you know uh, I've got Gordon. He's running really hard. He's flashing to the corner. If I just push it right now, <laughs> I could catch him in the corner and maybe we knock down a three. And he's just hit a couple. He he doesn't think like that. He's like, oh well, we can push this thing. Let let me do it. Let me let me walk up the court. <laughs> rest for a while and, and, and do it. I'll do it myself. You know, he just doesn't, well, they're not point guards. And it's funny how this all kind of comes back to the way that Oklahoma city handled things. And so like, Harden, like not coaching? yeah, exactly. Not coaching, letting the, these guys do their own thing. Um, I mean, Harden. So he would get benched in OKC all the time by Scott Brooks. And and Brooks, it's hilarious. Brooks, you know, for all that me, I've bagged on him a lot. Um, he would bench Harden for doing some of these sort of silly things. And, you know, and Brooks is a very old school sort of, you know, kind of sees things in narratives and, you know, get, gets worked up about. Like he would bench Harden all the time for trying to draw the foul on the three-point shot. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know... I kind of like that, Scott Brooks. You know, it, it's funny because you were playing guys like Tabo Cephalosha and Kendrick Perkins and, you know, Harden would sit the bench in, you know, key finals, Western Conference finals games, you know. I remember Harden had that crazy game one in um, the Western Conference finals against the Spurs, I believe. And then literally got frozen for the rest of the series practically. Like in game two, he played like 24 minutes and, and barely got any touches. So you get this sort of like, you know, we're just not going to cut you loose, James. Like we're going we're gonna to hold you back. 
you get traded to Houston and it's just gangbusters from the beginning. So he has had that franchise kind of, you know, by the neck from day one and, and has really been just empowered to be whatever he wants to be. Right. And that, unfortunately, for all the great things he does, those flaws, you know, that, that ability to see and understand the game, you know, like he, he can draw fouls with the best of them. His passing sometimes is just so outstanding that you just kind of like, wow, I did not think somebody could see that. Right. Um, but it's that other stuff. And, you know, you see it in Russ, you see it in KD, you know, there's just that lack of knowing the right thing to do. And <laughs> so now the roster, though, in Houston, I'm going to give you a list of, of guys that are kind of like above the, the value of like a ninth or a tenth man. Okay. We got Russell Westbrook, Austin Rivers, Harden, Gordon, Tucker, and Capella. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That is it. And Capella <laughs> is particularly. Is well, by the way, you, you like House? I, I got no choice to like him. I mean, yeah, I don't I, think that. I, I don't think. I think he's better. I think his inconsistencies have to do with, you know, not touching the ball for five, six possessions in a row. He, he looked you know, I, I just, heavy to me toward the end of the year. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, like that, that's like when you, when you, when you have a team and you're creating a culture, you're like, and you don't say you get five minutes, one game, you get 20 the next time. And in that 20, you're not touching the ball. And then, you know, you, when you do come in and you make a mistake, then you get benched again. I mean, it's kind of hard in those games when you only get the five minutes and you know you should hit the treadmill after the game and you know you should hit the exercise bike to get your work in. It's kind of hard to do that when, you, when, you're, when you're playing in a situation where, you know, no one's really doing anything for you. So I think that has a lot to do with why guys get heavy, you know, during the season, you know, toward the end, is that like, what, what, what am I doing the extra work for when, when there is no clear goal or, or game plan? Really? Especially on the road. Like, basically, these guys, they get done, and it depends on the time zone. They get done, and it's like, you know, 10 p.m. local time for a 7 p.m. start. Yeah. And they're, the, the away team is always rushing to get out of the locker room. And, yeah. and the, 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 the amount of time it takes them to get from locker room to the plane is really low. Like, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to, in that case, be like, all right, I'm going to go quit. Like, where the game's over, I'm going to go run now. And yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to quickly shower and go. Um, yeah. So I get it. Um, but, like, I got to give you props, man. You were all over the Clint Capella doesn't deserve that contract train. And. <laughs> I was more like this, you got to pay him because it's a big man and, you know, he's, he fits in with your offense. But, I mean, it, I don't know if there's an injury, but maybe this speaks to the Harden culture. I mean, yeah. Harden isn't, like, you know, in, in amazing shape. He's really strong. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he's not cut. He looks yeah. heavy sometimes. Yeah. And, and Clint Capella looked heavy to me yeah. last year. Like... So it yeah. is what it is, you know. And he doesn't. And it's surprising because he doesn't. It seems like he has the body type that being heavy takes effort, you know. Like, <laughs> like he's got a, you know, a naturally lean frame. Like for him to be heavy, you know, it's like, what are you eating, dude? Like, are you partying every night? Like, you know, it, it is. It's this difficult. And I know the injury doesn't help because, you know, but you, you got to know if you're injured and you're going to be taking time off, you know that that's the most important time to get your diet in check. <laughs> you know, that's like, you know, you, you don't have those five miles that you're going to be running on the court, sprinting on the court, you know, like, so it is bizarre. But I, and I think also, you know, I don't know how connected they are as a team. You know, I, I think that a lot of the, this NBA a lot of these superstars who are creating brands, I think a lot of it is is leading to a lot of like 
uh, clickiness. You know, I don't think that these guys, a lot of them, the the teams are so hodgepodge with age-wise. I think that there's not enough connection, and guys don't really. It's like they just show up at, uh, you know, shoot around and. That's it. Like they don't have very little connection with the rest of the team. It's just hard to build a culture that way. Yeah, that part's fascinating because, like, I mean, we all experience it in day to day life. I mean, if you go to a restaurant and you're sitting there, like, and you just look at people in general being on their phones, yeah, like you know, and and like couples that are on their phones and not even looking at each other. I mean, it, it used to be like you would see like an old couple that just doesn't talk with each other. And you're like, yeah, they've been married for 40 years, but that's happening to like 21 year olds. <laughs> you still have a story I haven't heard yet, right? We've only been together for, for eight months. <laughs> Why are you on your phone? This whole time? And, and what's crazy is like, they are probably checking the same damn website. It's either I'm- Facebook or Twitter or, Instagram or whatever the new thing is where you give the Russians your face and then they show you how old you're going to look and then, oh, wait, now I own your face. <laughs> it's, it's like give face or something. I don't know. Uh, the, this this um, ro- the roster is – so can it win? I guess that's the question. You got – I mean, let's say Capella comes back in shape. Okay. And, you know, you know, Tucker's going to be ready to go. Yep. I mean, he might not have the goods, but he'll be ready to go. He'll be ready uh, to go. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's up there. I want to say he's 34 now. 34. Yeah. I'll go yeah. 34. And you've got a decent, I mean, Austin Rivers is way better than people give him credit for. Um, he's fine. You know, he's not as good as he thinks he is. But he's that's a, okay. Breathe that's it into okay. existence, Austin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Austin Rivers is Austin Rivers. So if you if you get him thinking he's going to be a 22-point-per-game scorer because he told you so, then you, it's your I, I can't even hate on him anymore. I thought his performance in the playoffs was as good as you're ever going to see. You know, like, yeah. like, for what he is, like, he competed and made shots and took good shots even. Yeah, I, I thought there was certainly times when he should have got the ball more. That's, a, that's another, you know, like, I thought that there were times where James Harden in particular made things, and I don't think, I just think Chris Paul just doesn't like the guy. Uh, you know, but I thought that they, they made themselves, they made it harder on themselves because they didn't use him. He is a fairly skilled offensive player that can get shots off. So I don't, I don't, him not touching the ball isn't helping their game. I'll, you know? I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you this I could see Oklahoma City having a better record than Houston at the end mm. of the year. Look at look at, so here here here's the roster for Oklahoma City. You got Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, if he's still there. I'm guessing he'll still be there. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, he's a movable piece. Sure. Shy, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Right. So there's three guards. I don't think Roberson's got anything left in the tank. So uh, you know, yeah. it sucks to to get hurt. Um Hamadou Diallo actually had some moments last year. So uh, that's that's nice for the end of the bench. <clears throat> you got Danilo Gallinari, Terrence yeah. Ferguson. So far, so good. Mike Mascala is not nothing. You know, he's he can give you serviceable minutes. Absolutely, fifteen to twenty a game. Sure, um, that's probably their biggest problem, I would say. Because no- Noel resigned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got After Nerlens. more crazy agent stuff, <laughs> he yeah. he's he's back. Um, yeah. So you got Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel to lock down the center position. I mean, they need a power forward in the worst way. But you know what? You could play Gallo at, at the four, which yeah. is probably better. Yeah. And then, you know, spread out those guards a little bit. Yeah. I think – I'll even say it right now. I, I think that Oklahoma City will beat the Rockets. I I don't think that they're – I, I can't get that far. I, I wouldn't – I'm like – because I don't know that – I, I need to throw a caveat in there. I, I need like 66 games out of Chris Paul. Yeah. And I think he can do that. I just think there's going to be so much of like, I think this whole weird thing, chaos with his contract and his future. I yeah. I don't know more the future. I think that if he can't be moved, I think he's going to be the good soldier. I think he's going to come in ready to go and, you know, understand that he has to play well to get one of these good teams to make the move for him. So he's going to be, I think the best Chris Paul that he can be. 
Um, I just don't know that the young guys can deal with that, that outside noise. And I don't know that the guys that need to step up are necessarily ready. I mean, Gallo will be ready. That guy, uh, that guy's wrist is loose and ready to fire him up. Uh, I think when he, the second he puts two feet on the floor out of, out of bed. He's making out like a bandit, by the way. Like, uh, he, he keeps landing in situations where he's got to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's going he's gonna to have a great year. He's he will. Have, he well, will. Absolutely. In a, in a nice free agent year. Good timing there. Yeah. God bless Gallo, man. <laughs> you know, um, I, we do have some other things to talk about here. Um, the uh, But I kind of wonder with the Rockets how much this goes back to Tillman Fertitta. Hopefully getting that name right. <laughs> he's, he, he's the owner of the Rockets. Oh, <laughs> oh the new guy. The, uh, the, the, yeah, he's the new owner. And he's been around for about two to three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was looking him up because I forgot his first name. Um, and then I thought I was calling his last name like a frittata or something. And I thought, oh man, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, well, I guess who cares? Um, but then, so I'm on his like Google page and he's a really loud and gregarious guy. Right. Um, And he, he loves the players. Like he is like just up in their business and high fiving. And he's just, you know, a rich guy that just bought a basketball team, but it's his, 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 there's a book he wrote. Or, or oh, so, yeah, I guess. And I'm just laughing because if you're just crazy rich, you could do whatever the hell you want, I guess. <laughs> Actually, we're seeing that in society today and, and in some terrible, horrific ways. Um, <laughs> but this book, apparently, that he read, wrote is Shut Up and Listen! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> but there's more. There's more to this title. <laughs> oh, God. Hard business truths that will save your ass and help you succeed. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. So, I mean, he probably has come in and enabled this to some degree, you know, and and giving, you know, like, I, I can't imagine Dork Elvis giving, you know, it's Daryl Morey, for those who haven't heard that nickname, giving that much up to get the Russell Westbrook contract. Oh, no, that that is a total and, and you get he set the tone as soon as they lost, you know, with his, you know, post. You, you reminded me totally of uh, of Jerry Jones. You know, he was having the press conference in the locker room, you know, talking out of his ass. You know, we're going to do this and we'll be back. And we this is unacceptable and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, who the heck are you, man? This ain't we're not trying to. Uh, open up Applebee's dude. This is a, you know, but that well, totally, he might have a few Applebee's. He, that's how he made his money. Yeah. But, the, but the deal, like those guys, a lot of these guys, they, they're so, they believe in the splash of a big signing because that's what they do in the business world. They have a, a big grand opening and they have a, a big campaign and a big, this, and in those businesses, that will solve a lot of problems, but that doesn't make people play basketball better because you do something big. Oh, we got a big name in Russell Westbrook. Awesome. He can't play with, with James Harden. That's okay. We got a big name. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not okay. To, so, to put a bow on the Rockets, what do you think they do in the half court? Like, what do you think, what kind of sets do you think that they run? Like, are they going to... Uh, go to kind of like take turns, pick and roll with, with Capella. And the reason I wonder wonder that is like, it's so so easy to go under against Russell Westbrook. Yeah. On anything. You would, I mean, I think that one thing D'Antoni is going to do is give them every opportunity. So I think you'll see a lot of strange stuff. I think you'll see a lot of, uh, I think you, if they buy in, I think you'll see a lot of uh, guard to guard, guard to guard. I would anyway. Um, partic- uh, if they have like some of their other shooters out there, I think ideally you'd want to use, um, I think you'd want to move away from the middle of the court to set that screen. Like James Harden likes it. I'd, I'd like to go on a wing probably and do the screen and roll there. So I have maybe some pin down action for whoever doesn't have it, whether it be Harden or, um, Russell, uh, Westbrook. I really don't know, but I think what's going to what is going to degenerate into is two guys going downhill trying to get fouls. I mean, they're going to be horrible games to watch. You know, mm. they're, they're just going to be awful to watch. You know, as a fan, you're just mm. going to see two guys getting downhill, throwing their legs out, ran, running into people, and going to the line. 
you know, 30 times a game. It's just going to be terrible. Well, and then I guess to put the final bow on this, <clears throat> the contract situation for D'Antoni is not great. Like, he has he even renegotiated? No. It? Well, they, they had this kind of – and that was, speaking of weird press conferences, there was this sort of impromptu conference or, or press conference. Now, I don't even know if you could call it a press conference. There was people with cameras, and then there was Fertitta and Dork Elvis. and. Yeah. They just sort of were like him and Han about how the offer to Mike D'Antoni was kind of like not characterized how it was caught characterized in the media. Yeah. And like they were very defensive about this whole situation. And yeah. I think that they look at D'Antoni, they see he's 68 years old and they're kind of like, how, how much further can we go with him? And they don't want to pay him. So he's, he's, and then on D'Antoni's side, you know, his agent, Warren Legary, he's like, hell no. You know, like, this is a high-end coach. You know, yeah. he's going to get a high... Look at these... Co- I mean, who, who's the most recent crazy coach to get $5 million a year times four? You know, uh, like... Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, with, like Luke Walton or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. If, if, uh, like, if, you're, yeah. if you're Warren Legary, you're like, hell no. We'll play out the rest of this deal, and we're going to coach somewhere else, you know, two years from Absolutely. now. and. So, but where does that leave the Rockets in this situation? That's fascinating to me. Um, let's yeah. pivot. Let's pivot. We've spent enough time on these guys. Um, you know, uh, the Celtics and the Nets have had two different types of kind of off seasons. The the we're going to try to figure out which team we like better. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the crazy East, where I, I don't even know if it's crazy, but it's the East. Um, Boston talking the short term, right? We're talking this next, this this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't even know why we wanted to do this, but I liked it when it, you know, I liked the shot as it came off your hand because like you got this organization in Boston where the expectations are sky high. They've pretty much whiffed, you know, um, they held onto their assets for too long. Um, Danny Ainge came out and said that, he, this was like plan A was to get Kemba and Ennis Cantor, and he might have actually been accurate in saying that. You know, yeah. if you know that Kyrie's out, which everybody did, which by the way informs all sorts of like, why did the Celtics suck so bad in the playoffs? Yeah, that was Kyrie. I mean, when you decide, hey, I'm going to leave you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of, kind of hard to. Uh, and, and and when all of them are like, "Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out." <laughs> <laughs> what a straight! Like, I wish a, I had known at least a little of that. I'd have never bet anything on Boston. Like, but what a strange! Like overall, like, and you'd think that that would humble a guy, <laughs> you know? Like, you know what? Screw them! I'm leaving. Everyone's like, "All right." Sweet. So I know that, you know, I have a great real estate guy in Brooklyn for you. Uh, you know, like you'd think that'd be like, maybe I'm not as great as I think I am, but not, not Kyrie. No, sir. No, <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. And, and it's kind of, it's like karma for the, you know, when you, when you, who knows what happened with Isaiah Thomas, you know, like what the medical team would have said and kind of like, what was going on there. And I mean, his sister died like just a brutal circumstance. And he goes out and he drops 50 in the playoffs and, you know, just what a crazy run for Isaiah. And, but then you, you, you trade him, you know, you, you basically kind of like, I don't want to say they killed his value, but they didn't help it, you know, very much. And, you bring in Kyrie. So you took the kind of heartbeat out of that team sure. and added cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now you're dealing with the fallout from that. And so they pick up Kemba, which is great pickup. Um, they, you know, if we're, we're, we're talking rosters here, Boston from top to bottom there, you know, Kemba, Jalen Brown, Marcus smart, um, Romeo Langford for whatever he's going to be able to bring uh, as I believe he's the fifth. He's going to need time, yeah. Um, 
those three can hold down the guard spots and be happy with it because now they got minutes. Um, Jason Tatum at small forward and Gordon Hayward, whatever he has left. Um, you'll be able to see. You'll be able to see immediately just by looking at his body. I mean, clearly. Uh, he's never been that, that thick before. Um, really had no lift, you know. Plus the injury, you're trying to, you know, it takes a year to trust the uh, injury again. So, um, but we'll just just by his body, Do you'll you have a think oh, that he has a chance. Because I mean, I took one look at him last year and was like, nope. You know, like fantasy that, predictions is like, nope. That, his arms, I mean, like, there was just <laughs> like. <laughs> Did, didn't he look like he just like got into? bicep workouts or something you know like you know those those dudes at the gym are like just gonna do by workouts and and i think that that's you know a lot to do with the injury i mean you do want to you want to get in there and do stuff but i think like maybe you don't want to do as much plyometrics and stuff like that as you've done in the past and you're like oh i'm still working out if i'm just working on the guns you know (laughs) but it's like (laughs) but he just he looked he was thick i mean you could tell his torso was thick they got uh, serious problems up front. Ennis Cantor, Robert Williams, these are your two go-tos at center. Yeah. Um, they did bring back Daniel Tice. Um, and he, to me, he's a center because he can't move laterally. Uh, right, Ojale right. is gone. Um, Grant Williams, if I had to guess, I guess Grant Williams plays a lot this year. Well, yeah, yeah, they don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, be all can, hands Hayward has to play at the four, in my opinion, and maybe that's what he's thinking: is I don't have the quicks to be a two, I don't have the quicks to be a three, I don't have the lift to be. Well, I guess that's the big problem at four, but maybe you can get away with that in today's NBA. That's that is a hard contract if he doesn't get way more in shape than he was last year. Yeah, and I, I, I think he'll be there. I don't think there's ever been any, anything out of Utah about work ethic. Or, but then again, they do keep they're, – they're actually smart people over there and they keep things in-house. But, I, I, you know, I, I imagine he can't be any more out of shape. Um, but I think in today's NBA, like if I'm Gordon Hayward, I'm, I'm trying to get back – even if I'm, they say I've got to play the four, I'm still trying to get to my Utah weight and just have the best season I could have. You know, he could survive I, I, at his Utah weight at the four. Absolutely, I mean, it's not going to be ideal. Not ideal, but like but overplaying yeah, Daniel re- Tice. I mean, yeah, for the for the regular season is what we're talking. I mean, like, yeah, for the playoffs, it's an issue, but for the regular season, I mean, like, it's, you're playing. I mean, that bottom of the East. I mean, you got to you whip up on that. You know, you get some West teams coming on long, uh, you know, long road trips and stuff. I mean, I think it'll be fine um, playing at the Utah weight. So I just got to see what Robert Williams has in the tank. Like, is he actually playable? And cause if not, now you're, you're, you're looking at Daniel Tice at the five, I would think. Yeah. And, and, and then really, I think Grant Williams at that point almost has to play like 24 minutes a game. Mm hmm. Um, now let's look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn, you've got Kyrie, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. Um, you can have Karis LeVert back. Uh, Torian Prince. Yeah. Um, there's other good players in here, too. Um, the odd, the, the unfortunate thing is you had to bring on DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> To make all these deals happen, and uh, but you do have Jordan and, and Jared Allen at center, so you're you're kind of set there. And uh, Rodian's Kuruks was good. A little I bit. What, I don't know what that is. He, he's it's 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 the summer's new dance no, craze, cause. No, I like yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or it's either that, or it sounds like something that happens if you are allergic to nuts and you eat them. You know, he had a he he, he had a, a little had a nut allergy. Kuruks, you know, his throat closed up. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I've developed a snorting problem when I laugh. I'm not kidding, dude. It's 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 over. I can't not do it now. That comes with age. Is snorting problems? Apparently, I don't know. It just started happening like two years ago. 
Ah. Either I find things way more funny now than I used to, or I might have a snorting problem. Um, you got uh, who else? Garrett Temple. I think he. he I think his knee issues have have sapped him. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll be they, ready. They, 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 he will. Yeah, he could. He could give you some minutes. Um, so. I'm counting, I go Kyrie, Dinwiddie, Harris, Levert, that's four, impact, not impact, but like guys that you don't mind on the court. Uh, Prince, five, though he had a weird season last year. Um, It was like he knew he was on his way out. Um, They got like five good players. Now, is that enough, you think, to project them higher than the Boston Celtics with Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Cantor as kind of your guys that you can count on being good. Uh, I like Boston a little bit better if if Hayward's in shape, just because they're going to be so much happier. And and their games, I mean, they're going to have their rebounding and defensive issues, but their games don't step on each other's the way that uh, – that the guys in Brooklyn's do, and they they're gonna get more touches in more spots than um, than they're used to having. I mean, like, say what you want to. Like, I, I think that like you know some of these there, there's a there's Stevens didn't do a very good job dealing with this. You know, um, he he you know coming from you know college where you have the hammer. And initially in Boston, where everything was hunky dory, you know, like he was not prepared to deal with a dude like Kyrie. And so, what I do think you got to do to deal with a guy like Kyrie? N- not have him in your locker room. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, or have LeBron James, or, you know, maybe, a, I don't know if, I don't even know that Kevin Durant holds, you know, the weight. To, to deal with Kyrie if he really gets ordinary. You know, like, like not only is LeBron James, like, this, like, kind of supreme leader, but in Cleveland specifically, they have – they acquiesced their team to him. So, so like, Kyrie just really didn't have any place to misbehave. And he still misbehaved. And he still misbehaved. But, but if that was, like, kind of getting well, out of here – but yeah, like, I was on the way out, but I was on the way out. But like, so you got now you're bringing in like Brooklyn. Like that's the main issue that they're gonna have is like he's gonna step on all these guys' games. Like Dinwiddie's not like a I don't I don't think Dinwiddie's useless if he's just standing in one spot. I think that Karis Levert's a really good shooter, but again, he's not becoming the full guy if he's just standing in. I, that's the biggest thing is those two's development. You yeah, know. yeah they, and so. That's that's why I like Boston more, even if I felt like maybe there's a, a bigger talent swing to Brooklyn, which I don't even think there is. I, I just that he cannot do anything but hold the ball all the time and score. Like that's he he does not know how to get other people in spots where they can be successful, and doesn't really want to. So that's, that's how you deal with it. Uh, honestly, that's why the Raptors just won the damn thing. Like. That you you have these players that come from fifteen and below in the draft yeah. that have to actually learn how to play basketball, yeah. you know, to make it to where they got. And you're just seeing example after example after example. Hell, Kobe wasn't even drafted in you know the, what was he thirteen? Fourteen, you know, thirteen. Yes. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, he came in with a huge chip on his shoulder, and you know that work ethic, the Chris Pauls, you know, like. Yeah. It's there's just like a different way that they it's like I approach the game at the the, sort of the win at all costs mentality, even if I'm Chris Paul and I'm going to punch somebody in the nuts to do it. Um, You know, like Kyrie, who came into the league number one overall after playing like 10 games at Duke. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, it's just so obvious. It's like certain things in today's discourse that are just so obvious that you just kind of like, you know, you, you can't really like you can't like empirically like here's the proof of it but if you don't see it you might have some issues right um i'm gonna take boston between the two teams i love the potential of this brooklyn team like karis levert 
I mean, assuming the injury was kind of, you know, kind of able to put it behind him, I think he showed. I don't an, think so. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm wondering. I mean, he didn't look great when he came back. He's been, he's been, I mean, like, he's just got one of those. I mean, he's been hurt since Michigan. I yeah. mean, like, you know, he, he's just, I, I don't know how a guy, like, like, like Steph Curry wasn't hurt at Davidson, had the ankle issues, got it back together and it's basically been fine since like Karis Levert has been hurt since Michigan different leg. I mean, like, I think they've pretty much been concentrated on the knee, but you know, it's, it's not, I, I think Karis Levert is a, is going to be a 60 game guy for his entire career. I, I don't see him. So I, I almost think that they might Maybe not that's be, a good thing. Well, I mean, they, they, he needs to be managed. He needs to be managed. And, um, I don't know that that could even happen this year, though, because Kyrie ain't healthy all the time either. So they're 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 awaiting that they're awaiting that Durant uh, that Durant return. <laughs> yeah, that's that on its own is a weird dynamic. I mean, but I do like. I mean, when I look at Brooklyn and kind of like how they've over you know, and and we called that you know they've overachieved, and they, I thought they played exactly where they should have played last year. Yep, I think Atkinson's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck to Kenny Atkinson's now that he has yeah, to play yeah. DeAndre Jordan, you know, real minutes. And uh, yeah, Jared Allen at Summer League, man. Talk about like the just sort of like, oh, by the way, you played 26 minutes a game last year and you did decently. You got to go back to Summer League now. And because because DeAndre is here and, and we need to kind of like maybe showcase you or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. The, it, but, it was weird. Uh, but I think, though, um, you know, it's tempting to take that group uh, because I, I do think that Dinwiddie, Levert, you know, Joe Harris, let's take Kyrie Irving off the team for a second, you know, Torian Prince. Yeah. And those centers, you know, we can bag on Jordan all we want. At least he can give you probably 20 serviceable minutes against other big bigs. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I look at that and I go, that could be a playoff team in the East. And oh, absolutely, but, but Boston's got to me. I think we're going to see Boston overperform this I think year. So. They're they're going to so. they got the chip on their shoulder. Absolutely, and you know, bringing in somebody like Grant Williams who looked great in summer league. Um, I think that that uh, I'll probably be taking the over on them in the in the win totals. And, so. and don't we? And and doesn't it concern you? Like if you're if you're Allen. And you and you've improved your game coming in. Like we don't know this kid. We don't know how he's going to deal with minutes that he feels he should have on the court. When you're young and hungry, and they're just giving some guy like like Brooklyn wouldn't even wouldn't even have brought DeAndre in if it wasn't for Kevin Durant and and, and Irving. Like they they wanted their click. So now you got a guy that wouldn't even be in the locker room except for who he was friends with, and he's going to take my minutes too. When I'm busting them up the whole training camp, when I'm busting them up on the fl- the floor, when we're clearly better defensively and more versatile and offensively, I could do everything that he more now because I got better hops, you know. So like, we don't know that that, that we don't know what that's going to do to Allen's psyche. We don't know if he's a, as if if that's going to cause other turmoil in the locker room as well. So that's just another reason that I think this is going to be a tough sledding road uh, for for Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, as as you know, as, as high as I am on those other guys, I could see myself taking the under easily for them because you know everybody probably thinks Kevin Durant's playing this season, which is yeah. I mean, come on. Um, you know, so we don't have time for the the thinnest skinned NBA players in the league. Um, my pick would have probably been Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, it's not even close. I mean, I, I mean, did did you have a second? Well, Kyrie, I mean, okay. for sure. Kyrie. <laughs> they're on one team now. <laughs> yeah, they're on one team, and they're in New York. <laughs> Great combo. See, there um, it is again. It's it's back. Um, after that, I was kind of like, you know, I was I, – I, for some reason, I, LeBron just came to mind, and I don't really know why because I think given the amount of criticism, he actually doesn't really say much in the, like – Compared, you know, compared to what he gets over the years, like I don't, I, mean, I don't like his like how he tries to run a team and stuff. But like he kind of 
keeps quiet on that. Like, you know, it doesn't get in the battles with, you know, some guy that's a, you know, like a beat the, writer. We're not even a beat. We're just like, I mean, he, the guy, Duran has, you know, fake accounts so he can get in the arguments with people, you know, like with just random fans. Like, you know, like, I'll tweet something and it'll be like, it is, you know, it'll either be political or it'll be like, you know, about like a team player not doing well. And somebody with one follower, you know, <laughs> that with no picture will tweet at me. And I think to myself, oh my God, how pathetic is that? that you had to care enough about this to just create a fake account to tweet at me. Yeah. That was Kevin Durant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take those two in that order. And I don't know if I've got a third on my list. And uh, Yeah, because I think, like, like, what's his name? Like, you know, I, I thought after the, when the Rockets lost, you know, like, the press conference, like, Chris Paul... Like, talk about a guy just taking his medicine. I mean, he, he was not, like, there was no blame. There was, like, he was, like, dude, we, we weren't good, you know? But that's, like, that's you know, that maybe, it, I mean, that is the code. That's, like, you know, did you ever complain, you know, in, in sports when you lost? Kind of, like, did you ever, like, you know, you, you, you were taught how to lose, you know, kind of yeah. back in the day. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, um... I mean, obviously, the media didn't care about our athletic careers, but but I but I think but the, there's something about actively being engaged in criticism during a season. Oh, I know who it is. Is Demarcus Cousins? <laughs> there it is. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that one missed me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Demarcus. There's something about this with all of the. I mean, I just don't know. Being that actively engaged with criticism, I'm going to give Demarcus a pass. A and pass? He, no, no, I'm not giving him a pass. Pass. I'm giving him a pass in the ratings and the rankings because I feel like creating. I don't think Demarcus would ever create a fake Twitter account. No, like, no, no, no. no I think he's got that figured out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and and, and he he did have to deal with one of the most hostile kind of small media situations and, and a coach in George Carl that honestly, like I, I wouldn't vote him in the hall of fame. Talk about falling from grace. That guy, like, I, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, but his stuff goes back. Like the, the, the world championship team that quit on him. Like, I mean, it's been a known what? thing. What, what happened? Ah, oh, it was like the 20, 2000s. Oh, I forget the year. I just, I heard, the story told by who was it? Oh man, I'll have to. I mean, yeah. if 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 pressed, I could find where this was, but it was basically like they were very favored, and everybody just was like, "No, I'm not playing for that guy." Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll if I have the time, no promises. I'll try to find the answer to that. But yeah, yeah no, like. At the peak of DeMarcus Cousins' kind of, you know, experience in Sacramento, you had Carl leaking on him. You had the local columnist who's no longer there, um, basically just taking shots every single day. You had the the local play-by-play guy, you know, taking shots as much as he possibly could. It it really created a dynamic there that was not fair to the player um, for all of the things he does that are obvious and, you know... But I, I, so I'll, I'll keep KD over Demarcus. Oh sure, I mean there's no doubt about that. I it's kind of funny, like he's one of those guys that's kind of ruined um, opportunity for coaches from that kind of generation, like the old school guys, like because he where he when he was cutting his teeth, coaches players were still out of power. They they did not control things the way they did and he's a classic example of when a gm or an owner says like well we can't have a guy like that because he's old he's too old school and he couldn't deal with the way things are like he's i think a lot of guys that might get jobs you know or certainly are better coaches than some of the guys that are floating around now 
aren't getting them because they just because they think that they're going to get a George Carl, a guy that's not going to be able to bend at all. And instead of like instead of connecting with guys, it's just going to be like, oh, I'll just find some uh, guy to carry my water in the media and just, you know, lie. Well, so, that, uh, that was the, the and, and we'll put a bow on this because we were running out, out of time here. But that was the thing with Carl. He worked harder than anybody I've seen to court the media and to to use the media. At, at least anybody I've seen in the coaching ranks that I've seen up close. Right. Right. I mean, like the the way that I mean, you would see the interviews and the scrums and and just sort of like you could almost like watch the leaks as they were happening and. Yeah. Um, that I mean, and, and he did it. I think even more aggressively in Denver, from what I hear. Uh-huh. Like, like, and these small markets are so easy. I mean, you got one paper sure. that's declining. You know, they're afraid to yeah. say anything about the team that's negative anyway. Right. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that journalism. Um, that's going to do it for this show here, folks. We we were going to talk Kings, but I'll say this. Um, you know, we have a show in the works for this upcoming season. And we got some news that passed our news desk that was extremely interesting. So we've delayed the uh, announcement of the or the first episode of that Kings show. And me and Cos were going to talk some Kings here because we figured, hey, we haven't really talked any Kings, and they had a decent off season. So, uh, but we don't have time for that. So sorry, Kings fans, you'll have to wait for uh, some day down the road. We'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll get that thing going, and it's going to be pretty soon. So, uh, Cos. Good, good to talk with you, man. Good I think to talk you know. I'm looking at the calendar here. I'm thinking two weeks from now, uh, or maybe sooner. We, we we'll, we'll, oh. we'll we'll do a little post uh, post show uh, powwow. Po- post show powwow. All right, guys. Follow us online at hoopdashball.com. The new and improved hoopdashball.com. Shouts out to Thomas and Chris who run tech. Holy moly, it looks good over there, and and, and I am privy to all the details. There is a lot coming through the pipeline. Uh, follow us on Twitter, where we don't tweet, which is actually a really good policy for life, at twitter.com slash show, And on Facebook, where all we do is give you nothing but the best onion tweets, that's facebook.com slash show. Another one's in the books. Peace!